0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance, in Rama B'Chaim fifty-seven, eighty-one, two thousand twenty-one. This week's Parsha is Parsha Tzav, and we have, of course, the holiday of Pesach immediately following the Shabbos. So, I'd like to share with you a thought from the Medrash in our Parsha, which I believe also relates very much to a certain theme on Pesach, which we need to understand and incorporate, and of course, use in our lives. Puzik says, the very beginning of our parsha. God spoke to Moshe and he said, lemor." Command Aaron and his sons as follows: This is these are the laws of the korban oila. A korban oila was a korban which was brought and was completely burned on the Some korbanot were eaten by the kohanim, by the priests. But this one was not. This one was excuse me, completely burned." On the Mizbeach, Zoys Terei'ala, Hih Ha'ala. Pasuk says a double language. This is the law of the Korban Ayla. It is the Ayla al Moik da Amizbech, which is on the Mizbech on the on the fire on the pyre. Kol alayla da biker all night long until the morning. Ve'esh Amizbech to Kadbay, the fire of the altar shall burn on it. Okay, so we have this concept of the carbon Ayla. I'd like to share with you the medrash. The medrash wants to understand the double language of the verse that says, ha'ayla hi ha'ayla. It is the oil. What's the understanding of this language? But before the medrash actually goes straight to it, as is the way of the medrash, the medrash brings an introduction, which would seem to be not so connected, but we'll see that it is. And we'll also understand very deep idea which has to do with Pesach that we can incorporate into our lives hopefully Pesach says like this the Medjish quotes a Pesach it's in Tehillim chapter 51 so the verse tells us we're talking about the concept of karbonos of sacrifices we don't have sacrifices today we long for the day when we'll be able to bring those sacrifices again karbon Pesach Carbon Pesach we can't bring the sacrifice we don't have our base Hamikdash we don't have the Big Day Kahuna we don't have the special clothing of the priests but what can we do instead so we're going to talk about on Pesach we're going to talk about the carbon Pesach we're going to talk about this story we're going to eat matzah and and maror we're going to remind ourselves of what was done then says the Pasuk there's another thing a person can do a person wants to bring a korban there's something else to do. The offering to Hashem, the korban of, to Hashem, the sacrifice to Hashem is a broken spirit, a broken heart. God will not turn away a broken heart. And it's important to see the psukim after this. Bring good with your willingness upon Zion, upon it. Yerushalayim, rebuild, says King David, or build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will desire the righteous korbanos, the righteous sacrifices, and a those that are completely burned. And then, once Yerushalayim, Jerusalem is built, right? David HaMelech was the one who found. Jerusalem in his time, but he wasn't Zeche, he didn't merit to build the Beis HaMikdash, it was his son, Shlomo Melech, King Solomon. Once it's going to be built, then you will desire, then you will have upon your Mizbeach, the Parim, the Korbonas, the bulls of, of those sacrifices. It says a Medrash like this, and listen up, this is really beautiful, Zipchei <speaking> There are three different opinions as to how to understand this verse which speaks about the broken heart which Hashem desires and the korbonus that it's considered as if a person brought some kind of sacrifice. Chad Omar, one of these three sages explains. King David said in front of Hashem I had to overcome my Yitzhahora. King David had done a great sin, he had sinned with Bathsheba, she was an ish. she was married, did a whole kind of sivuv in order to get it, that it retroactively would not be considered that she was married. In any event, it wasn't a good thing that he had done. Nasan Hanavig came to him, the prophet Natan came to him and he said to him, you've sinned. Immediately, David HaMelech, instead of, you know, saying why well, he's right, rationalizing, justifying anything, he says, Khatasi right away he sinned. He admits that he sinned. Says King David, I broke my spirit. I overcome my Etsahara. I broke my Etsahara. I did chuva in, in front of you. If you accept my repentance, King David said these verses and he was teaching us that if a person does chuva, a person has a broken heart, he admits that he's So. He was, he was certain that he would be able to that his son, King Solomon would be able to build the base HaMikdash And he's going to bring upon the altar there the karbanos, the sacrifices which are mentioned in the Torah We see it from these verses Another explanation this verse teaches us that it wasn't only that King David. He knew inside of himself that because I've done tshuva, because I've repented, I've I've overcome, I broke my heart, because I did that, my son is going to build the Beis English, It wasn't only something that applied to him. Says the Medrash, it applies to all of us. If I do tshuva, if I rectify my sins, if I... Admit my mistakes. It's as if it's considered as if I myself came to Jerusalem. I myself came and built the Beisam I myself came and built the altar and brought karbonis, the sacrifices upon it. The power of tshuva, the power of a broken heart, the power of a sense of hachna, of admitting that I was wrong. Rabban and Amri, the sages say, Another thing that we see from here is that when a person comes, he wants to lead the prayers. He comes in front of the congregation. He represents the congregation. So he needs to mention these things. He needs to mention the the sacrifices that were brought, the karbanes, the different, the, the, the sacrifices and the avoid of the kohanim, the priests, and he needs to bow. We see it from this blessing that we say that God should dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem, so that we can serve Him. We also see from this Pasuk that the offering that we have is a broken heart. We, when we bow in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we mention the basam like the verses that we saw, Tivna Khamishalaim, return to Jerusalem, rebuild the walls. So when we're praying, there's an aspect, it seems that the Medrash is saying there's an aspect of the Avaida, the service in the temple. Rabbi Abba says, I'm not gonna read this part inside, but he says that we see that a Kodesh Baruch Hu, when it comes to a Korban, the Korban can't have any broken limbs. When it comes to us bringing a korban of our hearts, we have to have a broken heart. That's the ultimate thing that Hashem wants. Okay? So, we need to understand what is the idea? What is the Majlis coming to teach us? When I have a broken heart, when I do tshuva, it's as if I've built the base In English, What is the concept? What is the idea? And I believe that the next session, which, which we're gonna see comes back to the Arpsukim in Pasha Tzav, is gonna teach us something. It's going to help us understand this entire thing. And before we read it, it's important to think about this following question as we're going to read this. That's to do with Pesach. At the Seder, we say Dainu. right? We start, we say, if Hashem would have taken us and taken us out of Egypt, etc., all the different things, if Hashem would have done this, Dainu would be enough. That would be enough for Him to praise Him. If He would have given us the Torah, that would be enough to, for, him to, for us to praise Him. If He would have brought us there to Israel, that would be enough to... To praise him, if He would have built us the base of the base amyglish, the temple Diana we mentioned the base ofiglish being built there, we mention in hallahman at the very beginning of the of Magid of speaking about the exodus from Egypt, the whole story, so we mention israel we mentioned that we're hoping to be in Israel next year, hoping to to Observe the Karban Pesach not just Pesach Matzah or mentioning it but rather observing it properly bringing the korbanis, bringing the sacrifice at the end of the Seder at Nirtzah we say the Haba B'Rushalayim L'Shona Haba it's clear in the Seder there's a hope for the future there's a hope for Binyan Beis Hamikdash what is the idea what is the concept how by being involved in the Seder do we have this hope for do we have this hope for the, the temple to be rebuilt? And I think we have hints to it here from what we've seen already. We'll, we'll have a deeper understanding of it soon. We already have hints, right? A person does a ruach nishbor, a person does chuva. Somehow that, that proves to David HaMalch it's going to be a b'shamigdash. Somehow that it's a it's an introduction. Somehow by doing chuva, every individual has this ability by standing up in front of the, and in, in, in mentioning the Avoida, mentioning the fact that we, have, we want you shalim somehow it, 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 it gives us a hint to something that's going to be in the future. Somehow by speaking about the, the Korbanis, the carbon Korban Pesach, by trying to understand a little bit about the Korbanis and Parshish Tzav, somehow it gives us a hint, or gives us a, a, a zchus perhaps, a merit of something that's going to happen in the future. Let's see how the Medrash continues. It says like this, Rabbi Bar Meshem Rabbi in explaining the pasuk of Leiv Nishbar VeNinikah sivza and explaining the pasuk of the carbon ayla, why does it say It's double language. So he says like this: It's a mashal, it's an analogy. To a king that was going in a wilderness. He was in the wilderness. He wasn't in his pas- palace. He wasn't in his castle. He wasn't in his regular place. The king, a close friend of him of his comes, and he gives him, he he honors him. He honors the king. He brings him a a a, a basket of figs and a and a barrel or a, maybe a jug of wine. Amarla like, is a, a keyboard So the king says to this friend of his, he says, what, you know, I'm saying, I'm a king. I'm used to lots of food. You gave me a little basket, a little jug of wine. Where's where's the serious, I'm in a place where I don't have too much. Where's the serious stuff? Where's the big party? So this beloved friend of the king says to him, says to the king, look, we're in the wilderness right now. I'm just giving you a taste. I'm just being mechab you. I'm just honoring you with a taste of what I'm going to give you later. when you come to your palace, you're going to see that I'm going to make sure to give you a massive meal. I'm going to honor you with a meal that's fit for a king, of course. This is what Hashem says to the Jewish people. As, uh, as the as the explained, Hashem is saying to them, Here's the oil, you gotta bring a carmen for me. Do you really think that your carbon is enough? Do you really think that you can give me something that's properly mechabed me that, that properly honors me? God says to the Jewish people, he is that really enough? Amrulafanov, in response, the Jewish people say, Rebain Oilamim, this is a moment. We're just doing what we can right now. When you return to Jerusalem, when you show that you desire, you build the walls of Jerusalem, you show you desire the base. That's when you're going to really want. What we have, we're going to give you the proper honor. We're going to give you the proper everything that we really would like to give you. Right now we can't, we're in the wilderness. As the friend of the king said to him in the analogy, but when it's the right time, when you come into your palace, we're going to bring it all. We're going to bring it all. What is the Medrash coming to teach us? What is the concept here? What is the... What is the idea and how does it connect to, to the questions that we asked in regards to Pesach and the questions in regards to the first part of the Medrash. And I believe that there's a profound lesson here, a profound lesson, deep. There are certain things that we do that give us a hint to something greater. There are certain things, you know, Shabbos, an example. Shabbos is Me'en El Mabah. Shabbos is one sixtieth of the world to come. Shabbos what a beautiful day we don't have anything to do the food is all ready everything is prepared they have ruchness it gives us a hint to what's going to be in the future the times of Mashiach and the times of Olam Habo and the world to come when we'll just bask in the glory of Hashem everything is prepared we've done all the work Shabbos whoever has worked on Erev Shabbos merits to enjoy Shabbos merits the world to come we get a taste there's certain things that we do we get a taste for something greater that has a that, that really is the same thing but a more intense version of that same thing when I have a Ruach nishborah, when I have a broken spirit somehow that's a taste of the base Hamigdash of the Temple when a person walks into the Temple everything is perfect everything that you need you have when you eat a Korban it does something to your digestive system, whatever you eat. You don't have to use the bathroom anymore. Your body takes in everything properly. It uses every single last morsel. The person becomes much higher. Things are in a rectified state in the Beis HaMikdash. Things are perfect. You have everything that you need. You experience godliness. That's what the Beis HaMikdash is about. When a person is Ruach Nishbar, when a person does Tshuva, they have a sense of the Beis HaMegdash. They have a sense of being in the Beis HaMegdash. Tavon knew that when he did Tshuva, he felt, wow, through this chuva, I feel what's going to be. There's going to be a Beis HaMegdash. There's going to be a Temple. I'm, I'm sure of it. I feel a piece of that Temple. A piece of that Beis HaMegdash. My son is going to do that. He's going to complete this. When I do chuva, any, any person does chuva, there's a sense. It's like I built the Beis Hamigdash, I get a taste of what it's like in the future when a person davens and from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with a broken spirit with a humble spirit recognizing everything that he has is from Hashem he gets a taste of the Beis HaMikdash Klal Yisrael says to Hashem Hashem says, you bring me this little thing we're not really there yet we're not in the palace yet, we're in the wilderness we're wandering around 40 years in the wilderness the Mishkan is a temporary dwelling he says, you know it's a nice thing what you're giving me now, but you should know. And that's what Kalei So responds with. Shem was prompting the question by saying, is this really very much that you're giving me? And they respond and say, when we get to the palace, when we get to the palace, we're going to see it for real. We're going to, we're going to get the real deal. This is just a taste of something in the future. Pesach. Pesach is a time where we remember the Exodus. We remember Kalal Yisrael leaving Mitzrayim, receiving the Torah, what it's all about, we're trying to get somewhere. But the Exodus, the awesome miracles, the Aseres HaMakas, the ten plagues, it was just a taste. It was just a taste of what's going to be in the future, Geula, the final Geula, the final redemption, when the third base of English is built and we have the ability, the, the capacity, the possibility to serve Hashem properly, to give Him all of the thanks, all of the karbanis, all the sacrifices that we so wish we could give. Enough for the 2,000 years perhaps that we've been in Gullus. We've been in exile. We We sit at the Seder. We remember what happened then. We get a taste of what Geula looks like. We need to feel like we went out of Mitzrayim. We need to feel like it's us. It's actually happening to us. And when we have that taste, we have that taste, that lechem o'ini, we have that taste of the bread that has no hubris. No, it's not picked up, it's not blown up. It's flat. We have that taste. That taste where slaves, Hashem is taking us out of Egypt. We would have been slaves. We should have been. We would have still been there if Hashem didn't take us out of there. That sense of ruach nishbara, of a broken heart. We're nothing. We have nothing. Everything that we have is Him. Everything that we have, the ge'ula then, was just Him. Every ge'ula that we experience, parnasa, children, shiduchem, whatever things that a person, the challenges a person faces, health, the Gulas that we experience, the redemptions that we experience, we need to remember. We need to internalize. These are his. These belong to God. The Geula is his. Ruach Nishbara. It's not us. Even what we offer Hashem. Hey, look, we keep the Taira. We're doing all these things. We're learning. We're, we're listening to Divri Taira. We're striving. We're trying to be better people. Even that. Hashem says, is that enough? And that should lead us to the question of, is it enough? It's a taste. It's a taste of what we really want to give you, Hashem. When Mashiach comes, we won't have such a Yeh We won't have so many things pulling us in so many different directions. We'll be able to sit and learn properly. We'll be able to focus. We'll be able to do and bring korbanis. It will be an awesome time. But we can get a taste of it now. We can get a taste of it now. That's what I believe is a little bit of what's going on on Pesach, at the Seder, we get a taste of what Geula tasted like, of what the redemption tasted like, because we want that real redemption. L'Shona HaBobi the Shanah hababa Yisrael. And even now, you come to Eretz Yisrael, it's a little hard to come here right now, but you come to Eretz Yisrael, you get a taste. It's just a taste. It's not yet what we really want. It's not the full thing. We don't have a Beis HaMikdosh, but we get a taste of what it means to live in Hashem's land, if Shemitah, Truma, Meiser. and people live on a different, with a different standard. There's a sense of, of, at least where I am, there's a sense that we want more. We want more spirituality. We, we want more connection. We want more Ruchnius. We want more Torah. And when we have that sense, that taste, that's the taste of the matzah, the taste that feeling, that, that sensation, that Ruach Nishbar, that broken spirit, that feeling, we were slaves, Hashem took us out. It's not us, it's all Him. We have that feeling, we get a taste of it, of what it's going to be like in the future. And we can say, L'Shan HaBab I want to bless you and I, ble- I ask you to bless me. Hashem should I help us that we should be able indeed to get a bit of that taste, we should be able to get that humility, we should be able to recognize that we get that taste now. That feeling of redemption, now and it will give us the ability to think about Hashem should help us to think about what more can we offer Him and Mir Hashem we can't wait till Mashiach comes why so that we can offer Him so much more thank you so much for listening have a beautiful Shabbos and a wonderful Pesach this podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you for more podcasts like this please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes Ari Goldwag.